0: Welcome back to this week's edition of Duel of Taints. I'm your host, Rhett. And I'm Kane. Welcome, listener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going to go with that. Um, well, Kane, here we are. Again. Wait, no! Don't ruin the magic. Don't tell the listener that we just recorded another one earlier. <laughs> I wasn't going to. Damn it. I fell for it. <laughs>
1: so, um, God, man, guess what comes out this week? Or came out this week. By the time this is posted.
0: Oh, yeah, probably. I-
1: Interstellar. Guess what movie we saw. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, Interstellar. That looks freaking amazing. Oh. I, know. I am so excited. Uh, Christopher f- Nolan can do no wrong. Can't he? Do wrong? I have he has yet to make a movie that like I'm I've, that's disappointed me. I, really? But, you weren't disappointed. I don't, by if I, I, Memento. I don't know if there's Memento's prestige. amazing. Prestige is freaking unreal. Batman. What other All, ones did he do? Inception. Inception, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight rises. I think there's another one in there that I'm forgetting, but the Prestige. We said the Prestige. Um, yeah, I don't know. It feels like we are missing one. But it, you know, it was, uh, looks freaking amazing. Matthew McConaughey can do no wrong at this point. I mean, holy crap. I got to, I get to see the, uh... True detective. True, I, I, I need to, but... Oh, my God. Can it was on demand you? for a little bit. We have, you know, a dish on demand. Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna watch it. But then, like, our, the on-demand part of our account, like... Oh, no. Dropped or something. Something happened to it. I couldn't watch it. By the time we got it fixed, it wasn't on demand anymore. You son of a bitch. But, uh... I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm pretty stoked on that. I mean... I know, dude. Matthew
0: McConaughey, literally, he is at the apex of his career. I mean, I, I want to say, like, the only place he can go is up, but I feel like it doesn't get better than this.
1: Yeah, I, I actually re- went online because was so interested in the... That movie. Yeah. And I read, uh, went to a couple forums and someone actually posted their, because Christopher Nolan's brother originally wrote the original script. Yeah. And then Christopher Nolan got a hold of it and he, he revised a lot of it and changed some stuff. You know, like, I guess some of the main characters went from being boys to girls. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But the original script, holy shit, it's just mind-blowing. Because it, it, Obviously, I didn't read the whole original script, but it had the, the whole outline. Yeah. And, you know, oh, fuck. Like, it is, it is going to be... If it's anything like the original, I don't know how much he changed. Completely different movie. This may as well just be called Interstellar 2. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know how much he changed, but, uh, mother of God, it, I mean, it's going to be pretty mind-blowing. Oh, I'm so excited. Just like the pl- I was being mind-blown just by the outline of a script that <laughs> they're not even using, probably. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. So... Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited.
0: I'm really excited to see Chris Nolan work with Matthew McConaughey. You know, I feel like he's sort of outside of his realm of mm-hmm. like usual picks because you know he sort of has his standard. His standard.
1: Picks. Well, yeah, he, he always uses like or Michael Caine's almost in it. You know, yeah. In every movie since. And then there's Prestige. the guy who
0: play There's the guy who plays like the scarecrow who's mm-hmm. in lot of his movies. He's there's. Uh, um. I don't know. Fuck. I mean, Chris Nolan's movie started my love affair with Tom Hardy. Yeah. Oh, God, dude, he's so good. Okay, so,
1: oh, Insomnia. That's a really good oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that. Insomnia. That was, that's really good. Um. It's, that's, this fucking cold's like hanging around. Excuse me. You're welcome. Um, I guess he has one movie that I haven't seen. It's called Following. Never heard of it. No, is that a show? It's his movie. Oh film oh um Memento was the second movie I saw that one that was amazing Sony was good Batman Begins Prestige Dark Knight
0: the Prestige was the one that he made when it was like he thought he was going to die from cancer yeah and then he
1: didn't but then it also if you take away just what he's directed and just talk about the like what, he, what he's a producer of and like he'll he like help write a little bit yeah like fucking he, he produced Man of Steel Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's producing Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, which holy shit, have you seen the leaked trailer of that? Yeah. Like, the Superman with the, well I, well, I guess it starts off with like Batman, he's turning on the bat signal, and uh-huh. the sky, and then it's like, then you see Superman like like floating up there with like the red eyes, and you look down, he's looking down at Batman, and seeing see Batman sitting like the, the white eyes thing, it's just, oh, that looks cool.
0: Dude, if there's one person in the world you don't fuck with, is Batman.
1: I think it's interesting because obviously in a one-on-one fight, Superman's gonna win all day long because Batman has no superpowers. Yeah. But dude, there's a thing, like, my, my respect
0: for Batman went up, like, in the comics because there, he has, he literally has a contingency plan Mm -hmm. for every, everybody in the Justice League,
1: like, um, in case they go
0: rogue, basically.
1: He's probably smarter than Batman or Superman. I would also say he's braver than Superman. Yeah, Superman. Superman's indestructible unless yeah. you happen to have kryptonite on you. Yeah, which Batman I think would probably yeah. So I mean, like literally, that's his thing.
0: He's like Superman's easy. I'll just fucking throw some kryptonite at him and then I'll whoop his ass. Like that's the thing. Like everybody's like powers in the Justice League can kind of be taken from them or like stripped of them. Mm-hmm. But like Batman, at the end of the day, like if you take away, he's always Batman. He's always Batman. And worst case scenario, he's naked and he's kung fuing your ass. Yeah, like. You're getting
1: some balls whipped in your face. I heard Wonder Woman's going to be in the She's going to appearance in the movie, too. I heard that, too, yeah. I saw the, I guess, the actress in the costume. Not your... We've talked about that. Were you we hashing that? Yeah, we did, I
0: think. Yeah, because I was about to say something, and I was like, wait a minute, I said this in another yeah. episode. But anyways, that
1: looks, that looks good. But, uh, yeah, anyways, but Christopher Nolan, can, he can do no wrong. How many directors... Oh, he hasn't done anything disappointing yet, in my opinion. Look, here's my thing.
0: I'll agree with you with that. He hasn't done anything disappointing, okay? But because of this dual taints... Because we're both taints. Do tell. I never really realized it until well after I saw both of them, Mm -hmm. but the last two Batmans... Everyone, like, you know, they get out of the movie theater and they're like, fuck, that was amazing. Like, I was just on this emotional roller coaster for two and a half hours. Yeah. But the reason you think that is because, like, during that whole movie, there are no breaks Mm. ever. It's literally scene to scene. The music doesn't change. There's always that underlying drone Mm -hmm. of a score that just carries you into the next thing. And you're expecting that break where, like, okay, I can grab my breath. I can, you know, be like, holy shit, that just happened. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with those movies. All you can do is just, you're like, I want to grab my breath, but I can't. I'm going to, I'm going to keep up with this. What the fuck? Ah, and then you get done with the movie and you're like, that, that was incredible. I've never had so many ups and downs. But you don't have time to really go back and think about it. And you, well, you do, but you don't because you're you're satisfied with the movie. Yeah. And you have no time to think about, well, like, why does he need to have the clean energy bomb? Like, why not just have a regular bomb? Like, why does he have to hold the city hostage? Like, why did he allegedly give the remote to someone in this thing? Oh, why not just blow it up if it's going to blow up anyways? They
1: kind of explain that in the movie. No, don't? I
0: know, but it's. I feel like those are the weaker parts of the movie. You know what I mean? But you don't have time to question Oh Well, yeah,
1: but you're, you're talking about... Any, well, any no, superhero look, movie, any action movie are gonna have week. No, You're look, gonna- for sure.
0: I, I, I'm the first one who will say, like, to go to see a movie or to go watch a show or go do anything, you have to suspend your disbelief. And I am the best at that. I am the audience who wants to have my disbelief suspended. And I'm not saying during that yeah. movie I was like, why do they need a the clean energy bomb? Why'd yeah. they do this? Why'd they do that? Mm. why did they, blah, blah. No, I fucking watched the movie, I was like, what the fuck happens next? It, I have to know. Like, I'm yeah, right there with it, you. It, I want the film to succeed. I'm that fan. I want the film to succeed. They that's his movies are guilty
1: of that just like anybody else. I feel or like it's kind
0: else. of... I almost feel like it's a, become a gimmick at this point because if you think about Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises and Inception does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel that the, the plot of Inception is a lot stronger than Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight, I feel like, was fine. Dark Knight Rises was a little weak. But Inception was just really strong. Um, but it's become kind of a gimmick and almost like a crutch where rather than, uh, you don't trust your audience to be smart Yeah. in the sense you, you just literally, you, (coughs) one after another, you just keep hitting them with things and you don't stop until it's over. And it does, to me, it does lead to a really great movie experience because I like that. Yeah. I just wish that it wasn't like, um, I wish that it wasn't, uh, you know, as much of like a crutch. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you Interstellar is going to be that way. It almost has to be. Because it's just
1: yeah but movie. I mean, but now, but, I mean, I, to me, you're describing any any movie by any filmmaker with, you know, that's an action movie. Yes and no. no. They're all going to be like that. Yes and
0: no, but his, I mean, they have a special brand of Chris Nolan Yeah, Chris I hear you on that one, but I, I'm, I guess, I mean, I don't, I mean you watch any movie even like the Avengers which I'll I'll say is like the next you know one of the next best superhero movies after the the dark knight trilogy okay oh, yeah. like there are breaks in it where the score stops and a new song starts there are emotional beats that stop and you can grab your breath and you can mm-hmm. say okay woof. but in Batman like there are no like yeah. this literally like I, that's the one thing that Okay his pacing
1: is pretty I mean he has a pacing that's,
0: that's what it is the pacing is just Relentless, which I love. It's one
1: of my favorite yeah. movies about his movies, which but it's, think, it's kind of gimmicky. Yeah, but I think, well, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of see, I, I don't think it's gimmicky. That's I'm not sty- saying it's a one trick pony or No, I, I think that's his style, and his style is better than most directors' lens to this, to lens escapism. Like, you're yeah. able to escape in the movie a that's lot true. easier. That's true. That's true.
0: Okay. I can give you that.
1: I mean, that, that's, I get that, that, that's how I view his movies. It's like, so his movies, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight, um, the Prestige. So freaking easy just to just escape into those movies just because of his pacing. Just freaking incredible.
0: You know what's a prime example of a scene to me that is a, is a prime example of his pacing yeah. that he has? Is that scene in The Dark Knight Rises where um, I think Harvey Dent and Commissioner Gordon are in the mayor's office. I mean,
1: Maybe Dark Knight, not Dark Knight Rises. I'm sorry, Dark Knight.
0: I thought that's what I said. Um, uh, so they're in the mayor's office and they're talking with him and, and the mayor's like, I hope you're ready. Oh, cause it's right after he puts like the entire mob in jail Yeah. with like, you know, the, what do they call it? The, Oh, the Ringo case or whatever. I don't know. Rigo. Rico. 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 Yeah. So, uh, and he's like, I hope you're ready. They're going to come after you. And if they find one thing, they're going to rip you apart. And it's. It's weird because the camera's, like, zooming in on him, and you're really focused, and you kind of feel like, all right, I'm going to have a moment to breathe after this. Yeah. And then the fucking body hits the window, and then you're straight into the next thing, and it's like, holy shit. I think it's just
1: incredibly good pacing.
0: It is. No, I I give you that. It's kind of like Dan Brown, like, when you pick up The
1: Da Vinci Code and you're reading his
0: book. You can't fucking stop.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have criticisms of that, mostly. I mean, I just don't think he's that good of a writer, per se. Did you read Da Vinci Code? I did. Yeah, so I don't think it's bad. I just, I just. No, but it is and that's He's no fucking George Orwell, or no, uh, no, no,
0: no. And but that's what I mean when it's kind of gimmicky because you can't, you can't be expected to stop after you know. A lot yeah. of times you're like, I'll give it a chapter and I'll see what happens, but
1: you can't be expected to stop well, he, after. I'd say he's an incredibly good storyteller. Oh shit sure. but not a very good writer. Da Vinci Code is very well. I would even compare Da Vinci Code to Fifty Shades of Grey. And how it's written, as far as it's not a very skilled writer, but the story does kind of keep you enthralled. Like, yeah, I'm, but his biggest. I, I, read, of... I read Fifty Shades of Grey just because I wanted to see what it was like, and it was all right. Yeah, but well, I well, it started I the, off as it started off as Twilight fan fiction. Yeah, exactly. But like, but she was a good good enough storyteller to keep you like, oh, what happens next? Oh, what happens next? Even though yeah. like. Her writing, or description, I mean, but he's not a very good writer, but... But I guess that's what I'm saying. Is Dan
0: Brown's writing good enough where you're like, oh, well, I wonder what happens next? Or is it the gimmick where he literally stops at a cliffhanger every chapter and you have no choice but to keep going? Well, I think
1: that's part of being a good storyteller. Is yes like and no. You... But is it gimmicky?
0: Like, do you feel like if he... I
1: I, I don't know if gimmicky is the right word, because gimmicky, gimmicky to me... Because why wouldn't
0: every author do that? Why wouldn't every author just stop on a cliffhanger?
1: Gimmicky to me is M Night Shyamalan. How there's always a reveal at the end. It's supposed to be a mind blowing reveal, and that's 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 his gimmick. That's you know what
0: I just watched the other
1: day. What's it? Well, it was really sick. Unbreakable. Oh yeah, It's probably his most oh, underrated movie. movie. I love it. Probably his best one, in my opinion. I watched the whole, but movie. it has that reveal at the end. Yeah, which, it does. It's it, the last scene. Yeah. basically. every 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 one of his movies has that like last scene reveal. At least every one of his. You know, I, I I didn't see last Airbender. I heard it was it was. I heard enough negative things, and I didn't bother with he it. It was pretty bad. I but had mean, like here. Signs, The Village. I do like Six Signs, Sense. honestly. Signs. No, they're good movies, but like that. That I would say that's his. I like The Village too. <laughs> I like the I like The Village. I like Signs. I like Six Sense. I like I loved Unbreakable. That's probably his best movie. I, love I even like whoever that? does his music. Yeah, I, I even like I even kind of like the one he did about uh, what's that one where the, the plants are killing everybody. Oh the happening the happening yeah that's okay oh oh and the other one um, lady in the water lady in the water that's actually a really good movie too I like lady in the water yeah but, I like but all he always really like
0: the happening that much but it's okay
1: yeah uh, but all those movies have that like crazy ending gimmick that to me is a more of a gimmick yeah you're right and it because it, it did become a crutch yeah almost. and he relied on that crutch too much but then then his problem was when he made last airbender which again grant I didn't see but I know enough about the Last Airbender cuz I've seen the, the the original cartoon. The problem is is that it didn't work. I, have you seen all of it as like a as a series? I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen enough of I know what it is I know what it's about. You could I could
0: The problem is is that you have like however many seasons it was yeah. to build up all this like really cool stuff and you're really invested in it by the end. Like it makes the ending so satisfying. Yeah. But this is literally like the first arc of the story and he made it I bet with the intent that there was going to be more movies. Yeah. But uh it just doesn't do it justice. Like it skips so much yeah. of like the valuable like bonding between the characters Yeah. And, like
1: it, and it feels rushed. Like It's always dangerous making a movie that's based off TV shows. You can't do it. It's well, I mean you can, but it's it's difficult. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're remaking a TV show with a with a movie, that's hard. I mean like there's been mo- there's been movies that are from T V shows. You know
0: what movie worked really well from the from a TV show was Serenity. Oh really? Uh, that no Serenity?
1: Time.
0: So have, have you watched? you haven't really watched all of Firefly. I know that you're aware I, of it. I I am aware of it, I've seen some. Not horrible. But so I just don't know. I mean I like nearly worship the ground Firefly walks on. <laughs> but I didn't the way I found out about it was backwards. I saw a preview for this movie called Serenity. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that looks really awesome. Like I love spaceship stuff. Like and I went and saw the movie *Serenity*, and it was so fucking rich. Yeah. Like everything, the character interactions, the story, and I was enthralled. *Serenity* to this day is in my top three favorite movies. Yeah. I mean, it, It's just one of my favorites.
1: And and didn't they they made the movie the tie up loose ends from the show after? The yeah, show because canceled? the show ended, and they made it because like uh, *Twin Peaks* did that too. Yeah. See, like yeah. making a movie from a TV show like that—that that can work. Yeah. But making a movie based on—but you watch remaking it, a, a, a TV series with movies that doesn't normally work. You watch Serenity,
0: and you don't feel like there's anything missing. Yeah. And that's what's great about. It. I watched it that movie for five years. Yeah. All the time, like I there was like a month where I watched it every day. And Jesus Christ, I mean, I just love it. It's like Bailey and Signs. Like she—that's her yeah. movie. Like she can almost. Re- like me and the Matrix, you put the Matrix on. I watched that movie every day because I had a VCR in my room, a yeah. TV, and when I was going to sleep, I'd watch a movie. I could recite to you the first like hundred minutes of the Matrix. Yeah. Same with uh, New Hope. Like yeah. I watched that movie so much, and it's the same thing with Serenity. Like I just fucking love that movie. But it did. Oh, those feel are three favorite like... movies. Maybe I do like Empire and Return more than I like New Hope. But I've seen New a New Hope yeah. so many times. Yeah. But the Matrix de- like pro- Matrix Serenity and New Hope, probably the movies I've seen the most. Okay. Uh, yeah, e- easily actually. I mean I just I for whatever reason I loved those movies. Yeah. Like the Matrix dude hit right at like my most malleable time in my life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so obviously that was gonna be big. And then Star Wars, I mean, how
1: could it not be? Yeah. I had the VHS Star Wars. I had the VHSs. Yeah. And I just oh I just speaking of VHS. I found my, uh, special edition from like 1994. Yeah. Star Wars original trilogy without all the extra bullshit he yeah. added. Yeah. Oh, f- fucking amazing movies. Yeah. I, mean, Brant- I got Brantley into him now. Nice. Oh, he loves Chewbacca. Yeah. Daddy, where's Chewbacca? What's Chewbacca doing? It could be like a, a scene versus like with start with Darth Vader talking to the Emperor. Yeah. What's Chewbacca doing? Well, he's not on camera, but. He's probably just hanging out. It's hanging like, well, what's out he mom? doing? He's playing chess. Yeah, let, like, let the wookie win. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 not on camera right now, buddy. He they'll show him later. Okay, who's that? That's Darth Vader. Oh, Darth Vader. <laughs> like, yeah, that's oh, cool. That's awesome. Anyways, sorry. Um, but that works for Serenity because and and I
0: literally watched that movie for five years. Yeah, you know, well, not every day, but I watched the movie for five years, and I was like, <laughs> that's a cool habit. Yeah. I watched it for five years, and then I was like, they can make a TV show out of this movie. And I said that to someone, and they were like, you know, that is a show already. And I was like, what? <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, and I watched all the episodes in one day. But, yeah. How do we get on this? <laughs> we were talking about pacing. Oh, yeah, it's just like... And then we were talking about... Oh, well, Da Vinci Code, and
1: yeah, gimmicks, okay. Yeah, no, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I just... Christopher Nolan, he's one of those. I mean, he's one of the few directors that I've seen that have not. He hasn't made shit yet. I mean, he hasn't made a, a shitty movie yet. Like Quentin Tarantino, he hasn't made a movie that I dislike yet. I love all all Quentin. Tarantino. I even like Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's good. Jackie Brown's amazing. It's it's probably his least loved. I don't really masses, think. I, don't don't I think really like said. True lo- uh, True Romance. He didn't. He wrote the. I'm talking about directing. I keep where he's. You know, he's actually a pretty good actor too. I watched From Dusk Till Dawn the other day. Oh, well, Reservoir Dogs, he actually has probably the, some of the best scene, like the, the best scene, the very opening scene. It's, it's pretty much he's the main guy for most of it. And, but, uh, you I, know what's really weird is I didn't realize Selma Hayek was in From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, god, yeah. And there's that dance scene with oh, the snake. Oh, that's, that scene's dangerous to watch. Yeah. Oh, whew. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You okay, Kane? Oh, yeah. I got a, you want a glass of ice water? Yeah, probably should. <laughs> But, um uh, I don't know, my good turn is I couldn't guarantee he hasn't made a shitty movie yet, in my opinion. So many people bash on, they're like, I just don't like,
0: you know, like Inglorious Bastards, or I didn't like Django. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Those movies are so guess, good. I, yeah, those, fucking those two was arguably best movies, too, I mean. And dude, Inglorious Bastards is so fucking good, and if all you have to do to know it is to watch the opening scene with Christoph Waltz, yeah, that, 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 that movie's almost flawless. Written from, like, that scene alone, just on a page. Yeah. Is pr- easily the best thing that he's ever written. I, I agree with that. I mean, I even... it's better than pulp fiction, you know, that's a tasted burger. Or, or, you know, they call it a Royale cheese.
1: It's better than, I just saw whatever in the face, or I. Right, I don't, I don't tip from, yeah. Dogs or... and, or any scene from Kill Bill Two, Volume Two. Volume Two with David Carradine has some pretty fucking amazing scenes in it. Some great scenes. But he has, but that's what I'm saying, that guy has some fucking amazing movies. You know, my favorite scene though, but like
0: my favorite scene from Kill Bill Volume Two is uh, Senor Esteban. I love.
1: It. Yeah, but that's a great scene though. Like, yeah. freaking I, you Michael know, Bugs that's first out scene, the first scene. That's part. the
0: first scene of a of a Quentin Tarantino movie I've ever saw. I've ever seen. That scene, really? Yeah, I, I turned you no, know, because I was aware of Kill Bill. Yeah. When I was I was younger, I was a kid, teenager, and I was aware of Kill Bill. And I thought the idea was cool, but I just never saw it. Yeah. And it was on TV. It was on cable, and I was like, "All right, I'll check this out. See where it is." I'm a, I'm a huge fan of flipping movies on halfway through on cable, for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Especially, I've never seen it. And I and that was the scene, and she pulls up, like, you know, Senor Esteban Vejeo, you know, a pimp, and blah, blah, blah. And then she pulls up, and she's like, Senor Esteban? And it's, like, mm, yeah. I would relish the opportunity
1: to, where's Bill? Yeah, yeah, where's, where's Bill? Yeah, I mean, no, the guy, like, my point is, like, he's, Fucking every movie is good. God, it's so good. I mean, like, there's some directors that a lot of people consider, like Martin Scorsese or uh, Steven Spielberg or Francis and Ford Coppola, be great directors. They have, they movies. have some fucking amazing movies. They also have some shitty movies too. Uh, what, I'm what's, sorry, Gangs of New York, not that was good. Was that Scorsese? That's Scorsese. Yeah. I, I mean, know. visually, I and mean, there's some, there's some good stuff in it, but overall, pretty weak movie compared to like some of those other ones. I mean, Steven Spielberg has made some shitty movies. I bet you want to talk to Scorsese, you talk Taxi Driver, you talk Raging Bull, you talk. Even
0: Shutter Island is really good. But Shutter Island's good. Departed's good. He has made some brilliant... Oh, the movies. Departed. Don't even get me started. I love that movie. Oh, I love so
1: that movie, too. But he, he's also made some shitty movies. He's guilty of it, just like anybody else.
0: But, like... What'll what, happen, you know, when... What do you think will happen when Chris Nolan makes that? When he makes one of those shit movies? Oh, it'll break my heart. I know. But, I
1: don't know, Quentin Tarantino hasn't done it, and he's been making movies since 1992. So, it gives me hope that Christopher Nolan... You know, he's been doing it since 98, 99. But,
0: Chris Nolan and Quentin Tarantino... Oh, vastly different style
1: Film Quentin makers. Tarantino
0: still makes movies in, like, the indie style. Like, dialogue-based. Like, you could take any... He has a style. He definitely has a style. You could take any Quentin Tarantino movie and you could turn it into a stage play. Oh, because, totally.
1: Because it's all dialogue.
0: It's a lot, lot like Kevin Smith in that way. Like, except Kevin Smith is... He's... he's I guess he's, a, he's Kevin
1: Smith if Kevin Smith grew up.
0: And made serious movies. And made serious movies. Yeah. Like, Kevin... Kev, Kevin Smith makes movies about Star Wars where guys talk about Star Wars and pussy and uh, Quentin Tarantino makes movies about real shit that yeah. matters and is important.
1: Not the shit over Kevin Smith because I freaking love some of his movies. Yeah, but sure. he's, made some, he's made some shitty movies and he'll be the first to say. Yeah. Chasing Amy? I was more talking about Cop Out.
0: Um, um... What? What's the one I always... Actually, Chasing Amy was good. What's the other one that's bad? Mallrats? I like Mallrats, but... Mallrats is fine. There's Chasing Amy, and then there's... uh, What's the one that had J-Lo? Oh,
1: uh, um, Jersey Girl. Jersey Jersey Girl It's pretty 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 bad. bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty bad. But Chasing Amy is actually really good. I like Chasing Amy. Yeah. But but he's made some shitty ones, too. Like, Spielberg's made some shitty movies. Even Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, forgive me, Father, for saying this. (laughs) I mean, Godfather's amazing. Godfather Part 2's amazing. Godfather... Father Part 3, not so much. Yeah. He probably should have not made that one. Or at least he shouldn't have had his daughter be the actress, because she's not good at all. Yeah. But, uh, I, mean, but like, I mean, what other directors have made like perf- like have a perfect filmography? I, I guess like a, a flawless filmography. Kubrick? Uh, he might be one. I don't know <laughs> if I've seen a shitty... <laughs> you look at Kubrick and you look at Tarantino, and even Chris Nolan
0: at this point in his career, and they are... They understand the visual medium of storytelling like no one. Like they are a breed
1: apart. Kubrick, Uh, especially. uh, In fact, you can say his movies are almost the visual first dialogue or story second. It's almost all visual. He is. He was a genius. I mean, not
0: even. I don't even mean literally, because that's obvious. I just mean in this. In the. Every sense of the word, I mean, he was set apart from everyone. Would you say, who would you,
1: where would you rank him on the the list of all-time greatest directors? Uh, I'm not very good at this. Well, I mean, like, do like, I mean, taking account, influential, just influential, his popularity of his movies. I'm not very good at
0: directors and stuff like that, and he, but he's different in the sense too that he is also a writer. A lot of these directors are, Quinn Tarantino's a writer, Christopher Nolan's yeah, a writer. Yeah, but that's what makes him great, yeah. too, you know? Because you have the idea, you write it down, and you make the script, and everything is coming straight from you. Yeah. You know why Cop Out was so bad? Yeah, Because it's the only movie he didn't write. Did he write Zack
1: and Mary make a poem?
0: Yeah. Oh, you're right, he did. Okay. Yeah, Zack and Mary is,
1: I think, very loosely a part of the Askewniverse, universe. I think very loosely. It's I don't think it's considered canon, via of universe. But there are some like things that make you. There was a joke he. I just listened to it on on one of his podcasts. He uh, took
0: from the original script of Clerks one. Yeah. They got cut, and he put it in Zach and Mary. Oh really? Yeah. It's kind of cool.
1: But no, but I mean, like
0: I don't know. I, I would read I mean, Kubrick. Kubrick, to me, I mean, I want to um, say like among the top. He's he's if he's not. Oh at yeah, one, he's, he's not at he's the top. I I thought you were asking me what number specifically. Yeah, you no, I'm the just top, saying. But, I mean, did you rank him up there? But that's the thing. I'm so bad at that because there are directors who are just are are great. You know, like Mel Brooks. Oh yeah, fucking like, Mel
1: Brooks has made some good movies. Uh,
0: you know, but would I rank him among the best? Like, yeah, I would, but not in the same way.
1: Oh no, no, no I mean, there, I mean, yeah, it's impossible maybe to find number one, but if you can do like a loose grouping of top ten. Top 10 greatest directors, no order, just like, they all bring something amazing to the table. Kubrick's obviously in there. And there are some
0: directors that I love that I wouldn't know them from any other work other than, like, one movie. Yeah, that's true. You know? Um, But, I mean, Kubrick, uh, to me, I would probably rank, I don't know, see, that's the thing. Like, I love, Tarantino's probably my number one. But I'll be the first to admit, I think...
1: Kubrick is probably better. Well, Kub- Kubrick's definitely probably more innovative. Kubrick's—I mean, his style. I mean, he was a visual director. I mean, I mean, going around his story or his movies always had good storylines, good plots, good dialogue. The ones that did have any, the ones that did really have dialogue—that is—but I mean, like, he definitely concentrated on the visual part of it first. Yeah. Like perfect example that space 2001: Space Odyssey. Yep. Which you could. Has how many lines of dialogue the whole movie? Not many you know? at all. I mean, that's a visual movie. Huh? I wonder how long the
0: script was, you know, and it's like, you could probably cut like, uh, there's ten pages of dialogue. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, I, if, if there's that many, if there's that much dialogue. I did just I
0: saw... ever tell you how I found out how they did some of the special effects I always wondered about?
1: No, which ones? Okay, do you wondered. in 2001. Knew? So, uh. Like, the one where he's like.
0: No, running, I, I, running I knew that one. I knew around. that one. I didn't know how to, how to do that one. Made a rotating stage, and then put the camera in a fixed spot. Oh, that's that's beautiful. That's yeah, that's amazing. I think that's what he did. Uh, but then there's a lot of special effects where he, where he overlaid like two frames, yeah. you know, and did that. Um, Taylor told me a lot about a bunch of the visual effects he did in that. But there was one that always blew my mind for the '60s, and I could never figure it out. And I finally, uh, I finally found it. In the scene when they're in the 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 Pan Am space flight, yeah, and they have the Velcro shoes and they're like walking, yeah.
1: Okay, there's a scene
0: where there is a pen floating, zero gravity, yeah. And I'm thinking like, how the fuck did they have a pen floating in zero gravity? Right? Nowadays you just add it
1: CG or whatever, yeah. Okay, or or do the vomit comet thing. What's that? It's a plane that takes you up high enough to where you can hit zero gravity. Paul Thirteen, that's how they shot Paul Thirteen. Oh. Um, what's his nuts? The director, uh, Opie, out, the guy that played Opie. I don't know. I'm, I'm ashamed that I can't remember his name, but you know they just they drove up. They did like something like they averaged like something like sixty flights a day of I that mean, thing. You can only hit zero gravity for so long. Yeah. So they they're doing it constantly, but they would. Yeah. You fly high enough up in the stratosphere where you hit zero gravity, but you're still. Yeah. Yeah technically, you know, you're not in space. Yeah. And that's how they do it. That's that's how that does it.
0: Well, do you think they did that in the sixties? They had definitely had, I think <laughs> they definitely had the technology to do that. Well with, yeah, it's around for a long time, but No, this is better. At least in my book. It just uh, I I just wanna like clap Kubrick on the back from this. And maybe everyone's gonna listen to it and they're gonna be like, that's stupid. Yeah. No. They took a pane of glass and they put the pen, they like glued it to the thing and then they just moved the pane of glass and made it look like it was floating on camera.
1: Oh, that's, that's amazingly simple. That's the like, best part about it. it's brilliant,
0: yeah. Um, it, just, it just blew my mind, and I was so happy to figure that out because I've been wondering about that for years. <laughs> <laughs> like, ever since that, I first saw that movie, I was like, how did they do well, I that? The movie just innovative as shit, though. Holy crap. I mean, I mean simpler doing... is better. Like, look at... I always look at um, Peter Jackson with the Lord of the Rings. And how many shots that they did that were just like forced perspective. Oh, god, yeah. T- and t- things t- like t- that. T- yeah, like all the, ga- like the very first scenes with Gandalf and Frodo. Oh, that's all forced, all perspective. forced perspective.
1: Which is like an amazing, like, film technique that I don't even fully understand, but it's, it's like, it's pretty cool. It's awesome. But like, okay, did you ever see the movie, um, it's by Terrence Malick, probably one of my favorite directors. He doesn't. He's, not, he's only done a few movies. He's one of those like he's really picky. But it's called the Tree of Life. Yeah, I watched it with you. Like I watched like half of it with you. Okay, it was the, in the middle of that movie, there's just like really big epic scene, ep- epic opera, operatic music about the big It shows like the Big Bang, the creation of the world. Yeah, there is no CGI, CGI, no special effects, no computer. All that's done with just like basic chemicals, like. Not, not, I mean, it's like, you know, like, he put a dab of this, dab of that, has yeah. this kind of reaction. Yeah. And they just, the way they filmed it in the, the background, it look like, oh, that's a, you know, a galaxy for me. That's all, because he refused, he didn't want to do CGI. There's like, a, there's a scene where there's some dinosaurs in it, and none of that's CGI. That's all old school, like, claymation. That they just oh, did really awesome. fucking good. I, I've i been, I saw that on cable the other day, and I was like, I should watch this, because I, I I walked in. His movies are, they, that is you're watching a three hour painting. That's fine with me. I mean, they're not. That's you, fine you with me. Yeah, you're not. It's my not, favorite movie not entertaining are the, whatsoever. If you're watching art, you are watching an art film at its best.
0: My favorite movies are the ones where you are kind of have to like take a breath and settle in, and yeah, and, and, and it unfolds. Because I mean, he, he
1: did Thinner in Line.
0: That's a good movie. Oh, that's fucking. People hate it
1: because it came out the same year Saving Private Ryan's, so of course, and Saving Private Ryan's amazing. Yeah, but they're totally different war movies. Yeah. Um. Well, Thin Red Line is World War One. No, it's yeah. World War Two. Is it?
0: Yeah. Oh, which one am I thinking
1: of? You think of All Quiet on the Western Front? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: No, All Quiet on the Western Front is what I think yeah. of. I don't know why. But, yeah,
1: but Thin Red Line is uh, um, Terrence Malick. A New World is in that Pocahontas movie. It's fucking amazing. Uh, Tree of Life. And then he has a couple old school ones called like, Badlands. He made like two or three Oh, movies. yeah. He made two or three movies in the 70s. Yeah. And then had a break then like a 20-something-year break, and then did Thin Red Line. That's cool. Yeah, he's just... But anyways, uh... I that's what I mean. Yeah, his, yeah, he's one of my... would be one of my top ten. I can get on board with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anyway, sorry. This episode, we're just kind of r- rambling through... No points or anything, but um, I'd like to propose a toast. I would like to propose a toast with peanut butter on it,
0: <laughs> with
1: jelly. Could it be a very well done, almost burnt toast? I like dark toast. Yeah, I do actually, that's how I prefer my toast.
0: Me too. I miss bread. <laughs> 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 it hasn't even been 24 hours yet. I miss bread. Oh, I
1: don't uh, know, I mean. Anyways, back to Interstellar. Fucking amazing. I can't wait to see I that. I am so excited.
0: Yeah, that's, I saw the trailer, I saw the teaser trailer for, it. that was the same thing when I saw the teaser trailer for Man of Steel, and it was like.
1: That's the thing though, like, Man of Steel trailer, infinitely better than the movie. I didn't think the movie, the movie was good, it was solid, um, but I didn't I think it was that all good. the way up
0: until, like, the fight with Zod started, it was
1: really good. You know, the fight with Zod didn't even hurt, I thought it was actually a decent fight. It was, the the, super, the guy who plays Superman's. his acting was pretty suspect. You know, he's pretty robotic, pretty one-dimensional. I I loved all of like the origin, like I loved
0: when he was a kid. Yeah, I mean
1: there's a couple things where they, they didn't plus, like, it didn't seem Superman canon to me. That was kind of weird. Who was uh who I can't remember the actor who plays his dad? Oh, Christopher um, or, uh, uh Russell Crowe.
0: What? No, what? okay, sorry, not his real dad.
1: Jor-El. Oh, he oh, plays oh. Kent. Oh, oh, God, um, um, Kevin Uh, Costner. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner was fucking tits in that movie. Oh, that's, I know. No, no, he was solid. He actually might be probably the the highlight of the movie for me. Because he played um, Carl Clint's dad, Earth dad, perfect. Yeah, he did. He was so good. And, yeah, Russell Crowe was
0: great. Like, that whole scene was great. Like, it really established what was going on. But I loved, like, dude, the whole scene on, like, the oil... Uh, yeah, that was cool. Oh, that was no, cool. there's some and, like, great the stuff. Ice, but, like,
1: like okay, I, I guess what one thing that really bugged me. Lois Lane knows who Superman or who Clark Kent is. There's no mystery there. That's like one of the biggest things to Superman is that you know, granted, it's unrealistic. Like how fucking pair of glasses will change. Yeah. How do you not know that Superman? If oh he puts on a pair of glasses. Oh, I can't. I don't know who you are. I get that. But still, that has been Superman canon. Superman. Tradition for since what nineteen thirty something yeah and you just fucking threw it out yeah uh, that I mean that you might as well throw out the red cape
0: yeah they should have though that cape's annoying
1: no I think they handled his suit really well they modernized that really well I don't, I mean it didn't look as cheesy is it the actor but, uh,
0: who played Superman in Superman Returns yeah and that last like kind of Superman reboot yeah he uh, has a role in the new season of Arrow. Oh yeah? Yeah, as a as a superhero character. Cool. Uh he's not revealed it's a superhero yet, but he's gonna play the Atom. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, thought he he was really a, I thought he was right a really, right really shitty Superman.
0: He's actually really good at his role right now, because he kinda plays this like really charming, charismatic yeah. business leader. And he's like wooing one of the main characters like off her feet, and he's just super charming. And he's kind of like wired a little bit. He's just He's really fun to watch on screen right now. I'm having a good time with it. No, Season I just, I just thought was I,
1: his Superman... His was, that technical wasn't a re- reboot. I don't know what it was. but well, it, was, it was a sequel to Superman 3 with uh, Christopher Reeves. He was just replacing Christopher Reeves. Every actor in that well, movie it was...
0: T- wasn't there a Superman 4? There no? was,
1: but they just ignored it. They just chose to ignore it. It's confusing as shit, but just forget about the whole series. Because Rest in peace, Christopher Reeves, but those movies suck. I
0: will say that that is one of the best and saddest parts of our current movie industry. That, like, for example, I I think about...
1: um, Oh, all the rebooting and constantly rehashing everything. Like, I think about like Tim Burton's
0: Batman, you know? And I think about our childhood with Batman. And then someone's like, by the way, I'm doing my own Batman. Yeah, I was kind of disgusted when I first heard about and saw Batman Begins. Like, I didn't see Batman Begins in theater. I waited years until I finally rented it at the movie store and watched it. Yeah. And I only watched it because um because I heard that there was like ninja fighting in the beginning. And I was like, well, I like a Batman who was ninja fighting, I guess. I'll check that out. Like where would uh, you know Tim Burton's Batman be if there was more ninja fighting?
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, see I mean that's I I don't I get that because yeah, that was my that was my Batman for twenty years. Yeah. I mean, I can't but tell you how
0: many times I. I'll tell you Batman what: Returns. after
1: seeing Batman Begins, and then going back and watching Tim Burton's Batman, oh, Tim Burton's it's... Batman doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't. It does not hold up at all. It doesn't. Batman Returns, Tim Burton, uh... still holds up to me a little bit, just because of the villain, the actor. Like Danny DeVito is still a crazy good to me, like, performance in that movie. To me,
0: Batman Returns is one of the most magical movies ever made. I mean, the soundtrack. Yeah. And I, the acting. It was, and, it's a far superior the, sequel. The shots, I mean, Our movie, holy the, the cow. The original. Like, honestly, Batman, uh, with Jack Nicholson or whatever, I could kind of care less about.
1: Yeah.
0: And that sounds really dumb. Well, especially now, I mean, they just. But the first Batman that I ever saw, I didn't see the regular Batman until I was like 10 or 11. Yeah. I watched Batman Returns
1: all the time. Yeah.
0: And what's her, Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer was a, uh, still Dave to this day probably Rito. the best Catwoman.
1: woman. Well, I don't know.
0: Well, what about the original on the '60s TV show?
1: No, those things are dated. I mean, don't I? Don't get me wrong. All respect to those, because that was well, they were, that was the only Batman people had for 30 years.
0: Well, that's the thing. No one understood. Like it was a tongue-in-cheek joke the whole time. Like they all were in on that it was a joke, but no, but everyone took it serious. Yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, it was a joke. No one carries anti-shark spray in their utility belt.
1: Yeah, but that's that's. Of its time. But yeah. anyways, I mean.
0: But, um I mean,
1: I honestly didn't mind, uh you know, the new Catwoman. I don't know, she was good. I don't know, but I still think Michelle Pfeiffer, whatever, she really held She still holds up, in my opinion. No one, everyone just kind of has a bone to pick with Anne Hathaway. Because she's success. No, I didn't success, think she was. Like, I don't think she was bad at all. I was like, Christopher Nolan definitely kind of redid the idea of Catwoman in that one. And she
0: was not really Catwoman in that movie. She really but that, wasn't. But that was sort of, she, of the beauty of it. It's, it's, she
1: wasn't Catwoman, kind of like how um, Robin wasn't really Robin.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean... Uh, and,
0: you know, I guess you could even say, uh, here's some other villains, like Scarecrow. But he was never really Scarecrow. He was never named as the Scarecrow, right? Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, who's some other ones I can't think of? Uh,
1: Bane is a lot different from. Bane really isn't Bane. If you're, if, you're, if you're being super strict with the comic books, Bane's not really Bane. Uh-huh. But neither is Joker. Uh, what's this? Rosal Ghoul is probably the only one that's actually pretty true to the. Rosal
0: Ghoul just got introduced in the new. in the latest
1: episode of Arrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Do they have Batman in Arrow? I'm. Um... They got to, eventually. I can imagine... I'm
0: really looking forward to them... There being, like, some sort of exchange in the future where, like...
1: Maybe where Ben
0: Affleck will make an appearance. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, I was thinking about, like, there... It would be really cool, because I think they're going to try and put Nightwing in the show. Well, yeah, yeah, it's Robin. Yeah. Original Robin. Yeah. And I think it would be cool, like, if there was some sort of exchange where, like, Oliver is, like, reading the newspaper, and he's, like... Or maybe he hears about Batman through the, like, thing, and he's like, billionaire playboy, like, fights crime at night? Like, Jesus Christ, is this guy even original? Because that's what Oliver Queen does, you know? He's like, come on, this guy's stealing my thing. Yeah. I think that would be funny if there was at least a little tip of the hat to it. Yeah. I feel like they almost can't show Batman, because then you're getting too much into the thing, because the show's supposed to be about the Green Arrow, right? Yeah. I was almost a little disappointed they showed Ra's al Ghul. Like, I thought they were going to keep it to, like... Was all... Ra's
1: al Ghul ever in, in the Arrow comics? Uh, I know. I know, yeah. they do, I know they share some universe. Yeah, he was. the yeah. universe is shared a little bit, but... He was, yeah. It's just an odd... I mean, um, Ra's al Ghul is traditionally more of a Batman it's a villain, right? Um, yes. Ra's al Ghul is a Batman villain. Yeah. yeah. But he does make appearances. He
0: makes appearances, um... You know, in the show, I, I can't remember exactly how it is in the comic books, but in the show, like um, the the League of Assassins is introduced. League, via, the League of Shadows. Yeah, it's the, Nolan changed it to the League of Shadows to make it sound cooler. And the league. Oh, the league, of, you're right. You're right. Yeah, right, yeah, right, The right. League of Shadows sounds way cooler yeah, than the does, League of Assassins. Right. But uh, so they introduce the League of Assassins via another character who is strictly a Green Arrow character. I don't know how it is. The Black Canary. I don't oh, know. Yeah. How, yeah. I don't know how it is in the comic books, but in the show, the canary is trained by the League of Assassins. And yeah. so that's sort of how uh, it gets introduced in the show. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I don't want to get too spoilerific here or anything like that, but it's revealed that. I farted and it stinks,
1: I'm sorry. That's okay.
0: But it's revealed that the daughter, one of the daughters of.
1: <laughs> it like like, hey, doesn't phase
0: uh, me anymore. Yeah, I live with the
1: Miller. That's true. <laughs> 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 that laugh
0: was so dumb. <laughs> but uh, it's sort of revealed that uh, the canary is like the primary love interest. Good shot, you hit her. I don't know. She's like shot. She's like looking around, like what was that? Motherfucker. But the canary is like the love interest of one of the daughters of Ghul uh, Talia? Not Talia, but there was another in the comic books. They reached deep for this one. In the yeah,
1: show. Because I'm, saying, I, I'm only aware. There was
0: another daughter who was mentioned in the comic books named Nissa Al Ghul. Oh, ah, I didn't know that. And so they used Nissa Al Ghul and not Talia Al Ghul, obviously, because the show already is a pretty big homage to the Nolan verse Batman mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but they use Tal. Uh, they use Nissa because then they don't have to worry about. Do
1: they have Ra's Al Ghul look like the Ra's Al Ghul from the Nolan verse?
0: Um, he's not wearing a suit or anything like that, you know, he's not, and they actually, I heard that they actually approached Liam Neeson about doing it. I'm surprised he didn't do it. I heard that it was just a time hmm. uh, constraint. Um, but, uh, cause yeah, I, I, w- I'm not sure if that's true, but yeah, I heard that they approached, there was a time constraint and he couldn't do it. So they got another actor who, at first I was a little disappointed in. But you literally only see his face for one, like, he says one sentence. Yeah. Um, But it's pretty cool the scene where they have him in because he's, like, in his little temple thing and he's, like, taking a bath. Which I assume he's taking a bath in the Lazarus pit, which is, like, the fountain of youth that keeps him alive forever. And he climbs out of it and he puts on a robe and he belts on his sword. And he's wearing, like, you know, like, fucking rich person clothes yeah. like sultan clothes like he's got a fucking robe on that has like yeah. gold shit on it and he's got a really ornate sword and he flat out says that like you know the green arrow is waging war with the league of assassins in. and mm-hmm. that's like the last line it's like fuck oh, it's gonna be so badass it's awesome but I, I was kind of disappointed at first but the more I've, I've watched the episode a couple times he looks like a Ra's Ghul yeah. and he sounds like a Ra's So Ghul so I'm, I'm
1: looking forward to that nice Alrighty, well, I think we've rambled enough for this episode.
0: No, I think we need to go on some more.
1: Okay, well, um... <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. <saying>. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't You know. look tired, dude.
0: Yeah, no, I am. Uh. There was just something I was going to say, I don't know what, but...
1: Oh, sorry. Oh.
0: Well, anyways, Interstellar. Yeah, I know it's kind of Next of... time we record,
1: we'll be talking about Interstellar. Yeah, do so our reviews. Well, be, well, we've already seen it. Yeah, we've seen it, but next but time we'll I'll, talk about we'll it. We'll review <laughs> it. And uh there'll be spoilers, so so yeah. I, I'm gonna spoil the shit out of it. Oh right. fuck yeah, dude. I don't give a shit. But anyway, so yeah, let's uh, just let this one fizzle out.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh you guys can go ahead
0: and call us. We got some great fun voicemails, and if yours is good enough, we'll feature it on the podcast. Call us at 657 uh three eight three five. That's six five seven triple eight dual. Uh, duel with an E. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at, at Red is awesome. R-E-T-T is awesome.
1: And I'm at K-N-E-R-W-A-N-E-R. K-A-N-E-R-W-A-N-E-R.
0: And you can email us at awesome at airpodcast.com. And if it tickles your fancy, you can f- like us on Facebook. And we'd appreciate some more likes. We're still a little low. Uh, our we appreciate likes, listeners. Our likes on Facebook don't represent anything that has to do with our listeners. Uh, I'm pretty sure most people who like us on Facebook don't actually even listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, probably have, we
1: probably have less listeners than our likes on Facebook, which is incredibly sad. Maybe. I think we have more. Really?
0: Yeah, I think we do. All
1: right. Well, hopefully we do. Um,
0: but you can like us at facebook.com slash And, of course, you're always welcome to just comment on our website, but don't do that, actually, because you get a lot of spam. I've just gotten in the habit of clicking, like, delete all. <laughs> but uh, you can if you want. I'll check it, I guess. But anyways, I think until next time where we tickle your ear pussies with our oral pleasure of interstellar.
1: It's been a trap.